Welcome back to the Nittany Blues podcast. Uh, today, unfortunately, we are here to recap Penn State's historic collapse to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in the BJC. Um, definitely a lot of emotions tonight watching the game. Uh, you know, definitely an emotional high very early in the game. It was 23 to 7. Uh, even with five minutes left in the half, Rutgers only had nine points in this game. And you know, it was just it was just fun. Uh, you know, R- <laughs> Rutgers fans they're 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 kind of known for being obnoxious and annoying uh, compared to other other teams in the Big Ten. And um, yeah, we uh, we quieted them down uh, in the first half quite a bit, but um, you know they they got on a run towards the end of the the first half, and uh, Penn State's defense let up a little bit. They let, let Rutgers climb back in it. However. Uh, coming out of the half, Penn State uh, was on fire. They won on an 8-0 run. Uh, this was, you know, highlighted by, you know, um, an and one by Cam Winter and uh, you know three point attempt, and then uh, Andrew Funk knocked down shot. So uh, things were looking really good. Penn State had a 19 point lead. Um, you know, the, and it, you just had it gave you the vibe of okay, this is a team that is peaking at the right time and can make a run at the NCAA tournament. And then everything just <laughs> fell apart. Uh, you, you saw Penn state just not scoring offensively. Um, Rutgers started moving the ball better offensively and creating better looks and uh, Penn state, they just offensively kind of stood there and were waiting for Jalen Pickett, uh, you know, just to you know get to the paint and do his thing. However, Rutgers took that away. They were harassing Jalen Pickett, and you know he was being double tri- double teamed at all times, sometimes triple teamed, and uh, you know his teammates just weren't there to bail him out, and uh, it, it wasn't good enough. Uh, you also saw some uh, historically cold shooting from Seth Lundy. He was zero for eleven from behind the arc tonight, and and this isn't like. You know, some fan in the stands just you know chucking up threes. This is uh, the be- the best three point shooter in the Big Ten this season, and he was zero for eleven. And um, you know, as uh, you know, we we like to say, sh- shit happens sometimes, and and, and that's going to happen. Some of those were really good looks, and and he just missed, and some of them were were kind of forced, and you know, might have not necessarily been the right decision. But you know, it just it just goes to show that there was a lot in this game that that went wrong and, and early the, the defense was incredible. If they would have played with that level of intensity on the defensive end for 40 minutes, no way they lose this game, even with the, the cold shooting in, in the second half uh, from Andrew Funk and, and Seth Lundy. Uh, it's just, you know, Rutgers was you know, moving the ball for 30 seconds. They couldn't find a good shot and they were just kind of chucking it up and, you know, that worked early and you didn't see Rutgers, you know, putting even 10 points on the board in 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, they fixed things. Uh, they started getting better. But uh, I, I've talked a lot. What, what were your uh, were your impressions of the game? Uh, what, what went wrong for Penn State tonight? Oh, gosh. I think, you know, we've had, had some close games where someone who maybe is having a bit of a cold night can have a cold night and that's okay because someone else on the team will step up. You know, I think we see sometimes, 
Andrew Funk can be hot and cold, but if he's cold and Seth Lundy is hot, then the points still fall and Penn State can eke out a win. I think something that we've talked about on this pod before that seems to really be an issue for the Lions is that if something is going wrong, they can't necessarily adjust what they're doing. We don't Mm -hmm. see like a, a recalibration offensively or defensively. So it's like, I feel like for Penn State, things can go well and they're going well and they're going well, but it takes like one little momentum shift, one hiccup, and, you know, the momentum swings the other way and Penn State can't do anything to reel it back in. And they just sort of keep on doing maybe what is not working. They keep running the same plays offensively. They keep being like, all right, Jalen Pickett will just bail us out. Or they keep not responding defensively to what uh, the other team has changed. So I think we just, we see Penn State being on the, like the reactionary end of the game instead of being proactive. They're in the position of really consistently reacting to what the other team is doing. They're letting the other team set the tempo for the game and then our Penn State just isn't aren't able to regain control or make some sort of like truly aggressive like momentum shift. And so it's like as a fan you're like, "Oh gosh, it's going great. It's going great." But all it takes is like you know, 3 minutes of basketball and you're looking at a whole different game because Penn State can't respond. There were definitely some highlights. Vince, what do you think were some good points? Uh, some good points. Your, your communion prediction came through. Yeah. Uh, Mikey had knocked <laughs> down two two big three-pointers. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a very good point about Penn State being unable to make adjustments. Uh, Rutgers said, hey, Jalen Pickett torched us in the, in the first half. Uh, you know, he had 11 points. In the second half, they were hell-bent on not letting him score. And Jalen Pickett, I think they've done something that no other team in the, the Big Ten has done is uh, you know, held him to zero points in, in, in a half of basketball. And uh, incredible. And he, he only had nine shot attempts. He couldn't even shoot. It was that level of, hey, we got to shut this guy down. And the other guy was Cam Winter. He was mm-hmm. three five from three. Um, he's a guy I predicted to have a big game and, you know, Early on, a, a couple minutes into the the second half, even uh, you know Cam was at 16 points, and then he didn't score the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, after you know, and then he only had nine shots. So uh, what they did is they they took those guys away, and then when those guys stopped scoring, Penn State stopped scoring. They only had 25 points in, in the second half, and you know, let's face it, it, it wasn't good enough. And uh, I I thought, you know the inability to make adjustments and coach Shrews to get other guys around the floor moving to create space and get open. I, I thought, yeah, you know, I thought there was some coaching that could have been better. I, I also thought with the matchup and uh, I thought Keba and uh, Mikey Han were both doing a pretty good job on Morii, and, you know, he, he's a solid player and they held him to nine points tonight. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I thought, I thought it was, it was a big error not to have Keba Giant at the end of the game with how he was playing tonight. Um, now, you know, with with his low free throw percentage, uh, you, you can understand why he's not out there uh, because he's an easy guy to, hey, foul this guy because he's a 50% free throw shooter. Um, however, defensively, at the end of the game, uh, the game was tied at 56 all, and, uh, you know, 
Cliff Omuori, he got an offensive rebound and had an easy putback. He he was being boxed out. They were trying to box him out, but yeah. that's what happens when someone's 6'11 and the tallest guy you have on the floor is 6'6. Like the big guy is going to get the rebound, especially if it's as athletic as, you know, Clifford Omoria. And that ended the game right there. And, and Penn State couldn't knock down a three to tie it up. Uh, they, they had a couple of good looks and got a couple offensive rebounds, but. You know, it was almost like, uh, you know, Ohio State and their inability to knock down a three when uh, mm-hmm. they were down four points at, at the end of the game in their matchup. And, um, yeah, this definitely had vibes of the Michigan game from years ago, uh, <laughs> last year, when they were up 23 points early in the first half. This was, I think, a worse loss because, you know, the 19-point deficit was so much later in the game. So, you know, mm-hmm. definitely uh, – uh, you know, in a, a historic collapse of proportions that I've really not seen, you know, in many games. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I guess I have seen it in Penn State basketball quite a bit, but uh, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, you know, when when stuff is starting to snowball, uh, you know, I, I I was I thought they could have called some timeouts earlier and made some adjustments, you know. Mike, he had knocked down a couple threes offensively. Uh, Keba, they're finding him on some good passes, and he was set, getting some dunks in the paint and you know, getting to the free throw line and getting the guys in foul trouble a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You saw uh, Paul, Paul McKay foul out of, out of this game, and he he kind of lit up Penn State in their first matchup of the season, and they got him in foul trouble. So, you know, good things were happening, but... I, I didn't like the way we were unable to adjust tonight. And I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of that goes down to coaching and yeah. it's, you know, just re- relying on Pickett, you know, to do his thing. If the other team takes that away, you, you got to scheme something up and you, know, you got to be more prepared and you got to move the ball. Like you saw Rutgers, they, they would keep moving whenever we would double, uh, they would keep moving the ball, which I, I did like the, the doubles on, on Maruri. Just because he's their, you know, their best guy in the paint. Um, however, you know, whenever we doubled, they kept moving the ball eventually till they found the open guy, and and that's at work, and that's team basketball. You got to move the ball around. You can't mm-hmm. just stand there. And you know, I think that was the the biggest thing that put the final nail in the coffin for Penn State is they just didn't move enough. They didn't create space to get open. They didn't do what they needed to do to create easy shots as a team. Yeah, I think too. There is a lot of like kind of little weird sequences of just a team would shoot and they would get like three or four offensive rebounds, but then miss, but then get the offensive rebound again. And there was like a, a stretch of time where Penn state was doing it and then Rutgers was doing it. And then Penn state was doing it again. So it's like, you're getting all these really lucky chances, these chances that, you know, you might not expect to get and to get your own offensive rebound two, three times in a row. And then, to end the play without even scoring, or maybe you get like a, a turnover or something like that. So there, there were just these kind of like weird sequences where the ball is <laughs> clanging off the rim. People are getting offensive rebounds. Everyone's excited. Oh my God, offensive rebound. And then just can't create. Yeah. And I still can't believe in, in a must have game, uh, you know, Seth Lundy going one for 16 from the field, the, the field goal he made was a dunk and he, you know, he was five of five from the line. So I was yeah. really hoping that once he, you know, got that dunk and, and started knocking out, 
you know, down all of his free throws and seeing those go in and just seeing the ball go in. Yeah. I was hoping that he would heat up and start looking like his normal self and knocking down shots. However, uh, that didn't happen tonight. And and then um, to have that on a night when Miles Dredd is cold and Andrew Funk is also cold, it's just like, oh my God, no yeah, one can and then, for three. And then, you know, once the second, after a couple minutes into the second half, Cam and, and Jalen get shut down. And it was just a recipe for total disaster. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's on the players, it's on the coaches. Like, Really, really frustrating game to watch. Um, and it, and they could they could have put themselves in such a good place by not blowing this 19 point lead. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin lost tonight, so Penn State would have been a game ahead of them and in good position for the bye. Rutgers would have had the same record as them. Uh, Illinois lost, and uh, Michigan State has played one last game, so. Like there was a lot of teams around that 10 and eight range and like nine and nine and you had Wisconsin below at eight and 10. So they can still avoid being an 11 seed if they can win the last two games. However, it's going to be a lot easier said than done. You got a, you know, you got Northwestern who's the, the second best team in the big 10. And then you have Maryland who just beat them tonight uh, by, you know, about, over 15. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, a tough task this next week. And, you know, emotionally after you lose a game (laughs) like this, this is definitely a game where you lose your confidence and um, you're giving Northwestern film of how to stop Jalen Pickett (laughs) and how the team at times can, can falter and and collapse under the pressure. Uh, You know, everyone wants Jalen Pickett to be the hero, but when the hero is being double teamed, you, you need a Robin. And there wasn't a Robin tonight. Uh, no Robin. No Robin. Robin didn't show up. And, you know, it's you know disappointing because if they would have won this game and even if they lose against Northwestern and then let's say they, they beat Maryland at home next Sunday, you're looking and they say they win one game in the Big Ten tournament. You're looking at an NCAA tournament team. And now because of this lost lead, you know, this lead, um, those two Wisconsin games, the, those games have literally and most likely will stop us from seeing Jalen Pickett in the NCAA tournament. And, you know, this team with a lot of old players who have been, you know, put in five, six years at Penn State. And, you know, we're not going to get to see them at the dance because of this, this bone lead. And yeah, it's just inexcusable, um, you know, I, I thought the coaching wasn't best in this game and uh, you know, players didn't step up either. So it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a shame all around yeah. because this, this team should be in the NCAA tournament. And uh, it's just, when you let games like this get away, you know, that that's how you find yourself uh, on the way out. And, you know, it definitely hurts being a fan who's been you know following all the games and everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and, and this is a team that you're going to be seeing in the uh, NIT. <laughs> yeah, NIT is looking pretty good. Um, one more bright spot that I do want to shout out, and then I have a discussion question. Um, I thought Kanye Clary did pretty good, too. He's getting really, I think, consistent minutes. We're seeing him more comfortable 
with um, taking his shot and then also more comfortable taking guys who are a lot taller than him to the rim. And I think he, he does it with, um, with style. He looks sharp out there. He's moving quick. He's really, really putting people on their heels. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of potential in Kanye Clary. And it's nice that it's nice that like, you know, when we saw this kind of emerge for the first time, we're like, Oh, is this going to be kind of like a, a flash in the pan? Or is this like, like consistent talent. And it's, I think it is reassuring to see that this is like, he can consistently perform. I don't have the number of points that he put up, but we can, I feel like we can sort of expect to see him put up between five and 10 a night, which is awesome. And it's, you know, I think points to consistency and growth. So I'm glad that this wasn't just like a one-off where he's had a couple of games where this happens, but that he can really, really capitalize on this momentum yeah i thought he had an all right game tonight uh two or four from the field uh five points three rebounds uh knocked down a really nice three in the corner um but yeah yeah the reason you're seeing him on, on the court a lot is because penn state doesn't have a lot of people who can create their own shot uh you look at jalen pickett for that cam winter is kind of starting get starting to get back to that again and uh Kanye clary's is, is up there for like the next best ball handler on the team. So you, yeah. know, you could even argue he's the second best ball handler behind Jalen Pickett. And um, so that's what he does. Well, that's why he's uh, getting some court minutes because you need people um, unless you're having some really good ball movement and, and uh, you know, the players are moving well within the offense. It's really difficult uh, to get shots without someone able to beat the guy off the dribble and, and get to the paint. So that's why you're seeing him in there a lot more because Penn state just doesn't have a lot of guys that are able to do that. And that's uh, really important in basketball unless you're like the, (laughs) the Bella, uh, the Bellarmine squad, Bellarmine. It's in, uh, it's, it's in Louisville. Uh, They were a D2 school, but they, they run this offense where they like don't dribble the basketball and they're just constantly moving and they hardly dribble. And, it's really fun to watch uh, the ball movement. Huh. They're getting easy shots off of it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive to have that level of discipline. But unless you're running that kind of offense, like you need guys that can, you know, <laughs> beat guys off the off the dribble. And yeah, you know, we don't have a ton of that. So you know, that's why you do see guys like Kanye Clary seeing the field. Um, mm-hmm. Saw Hafe a couple minutes tonight. I thought he was a guy who maybe should have got a few more minutes, especially since. Um, Penn State really was struggling, uh, locking down the, the other team when they were starting to make that comeback. And when you have a lead, um, a defensive guy like Mahaffey, that's that's his time to shine on the floor. When you know, and then you get some of your guys rest, and and then you're throwing some more bodies at, at guys like Clifford Amoruri. And uh, yeah, it's just another guy might have been able to maybe get some more minutes, but. Uh, you know, I, I think we've talked enough about our disappointments in a lot of uh, different areas of this game. Uh, we'll move on to on to player awards. Oh, wait, I have my discussion question. Oh, discussion, discussion question. So b- question. before we give our really player awards, basketball. we'll give a discussion question. <laughs> yeah, question for the group. So the um, the I don't know BJC event coordinators will do this little program. Uh, you know, they do all these little cute things during. 
um, during breaks, during um, timeouts, halftime, all that. And one of them is like a, a competition where they have a fan list off items in a category and then they compare to one of the Penn State players. So they, they do funny things like uh, I remember they did like Disney movies or they'll do fruits and pizza, <laughs> toppings. pizza toppings, which is a whole nother discussion question. But um, Jalen Pickett was going pretty strong with the colors, but then he started listing. He was like <laughs> dark, dark green, dark blue, dark black. <laughs> and my question was like dark black, dark black. <laughs> slightly darker black my question for you vince is is that cheating or not to say dark green dark i mean I, I feel like it is a is a little i mean yeah lots of things there's so many different shades so i i guess like maybe like more like a navy blue that's like yeah. a darker blue like something like that or mate black yeah that's a shade of black so like i feel like or like you know, Kelly green and yeah. midnight green for the Eagles. Oh, so those are, <laughs> those are, uh, those are, you know, those are different colors, but, um, you know, when you're like, when you have like 20 seconds to list, uh, a bunch of colors and you know, you're down to like the last couple seconds, you know, you don't have time <laughs> to think of like, um, you know, what you, ha- what you in, and when you're saying and listing all things, you forget what you've said. So you're like, uh, yeah. like last couple seconds. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's cheating. I think it's just like, Oh, he said like, <laughs> 18, like 14 colors already yeah. and now he's he just like forget forgot what he said and just kind <laughs> of like, trying oh, to say some new dirt, ones and and not repeat so and it is a little unfair because the the contestants do get an extra 10 seconds they do 30 seconds compared to the, oh, the players 20 that's something i did notice so i'm like oh. how are the contestants winning like all the time because um that. yeah there'd be times where i'm like oh like this guy just listed a bunch it's and like, then, wow he knows a lot of fruits <laughs> Yeah, he knows a lot of star fruit. (laughs) (laughs) He's going deep on fruit. So, okay. Just wanted to get your take on that because I was like, hmm, I don't know if we can necessarily count shades of colors as separate colors unless you name it by its proper name. Yeah, probably navy blue. Probably. Yeah, probably not what I would go for. Because like (laughs) if you say like dark blue, there's so many different shades of dark blue. Exactly. Uh, but again, I think that's, uh, you know, I, I think at that point you're, when you're doing a competition like that, you're just trying to get points and yeah, they're yeah. usually very lenient with things like that, <laughs> giving points. So, um, I can't, I can't fault pick for saying dark blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't either. It's just funny. I was like, huh, I didn't know that counted. Yeah. But, and we were, I guess maybe stretching a little to try and look for the good, <laughs> like good and funny things in this game yeah oh, oh we did see coach franklin yeah coach franklin was there uh you know so he was definitely uh getting the crowd going at times and yeah. you know it, it was a really good environment the crowd was getting getting loud at times but you know it it doesn't matter because the crowd cannot impact what goes on <laughs> on the floor the crowd cannot score, put the ball in the basket so players got to do that and uh you know the, the offense was not running well enough tonight. Uh, no. One area that I was really happy in this matchup was the rebounding. Uh, Penn State yeah. uh, competed really well in the glass. Uh, they only got re- out-rebounded by one rebound tonight, whereas I think they got out-rebounded by 15 in the first matchup. So Oof. they definitely were a lot tougher, a lot more physical, You know, especially in that first half. They looked really good, but 
you know, just frustrating, frustrating loss. It, it makes you want to bang your head against the table and, you know, throw stuff like you just yeah. like it was just one of those games. And, you know, it, it just came at the worst possible time of the season because this is where um, they just come off a three game win streak. Uh, they're playing good at the right time. And then just um, they let the, they let the pressure get to them. And yeah. And, you know, they got tight and, you know, Rutgers, you know, they sensed that momentum and, you know, they slowly chipped away at the lead. They were even like rolling the ball slowly <laughs> on the ground across the court, yeah. you know, with like 17 minutes left. And, you know, maybe that's an, maybe seconds. and maybe that's another error. But, you know, little things like that matter. So if you're if you're doing more of a three quarter press and you have your point guard down there and that guy has to pick up the ball and they can't just roll it up the court, you know, you're looking at an extra two, three seconds of possession. And, you know, that could that's. And a game like this where you lose by three, yeah. If the other team gets less shots, then you know, maybe this game is impacted if they don't let them roll the ball down to half court. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's another you know coaching area where you know when the, the clock is on your side, you know little things matter. Every second counts, and when you have the clock on your side, you want to try to get it to zero as quick as you can. Especially if your shots aren't falling, you don't yeah. want to give the other team more time. Yeah. Well, I do think it is kind of cathartic to come home from the game record the pod get it all out and then be like all right we've we've said what we were feeling about the game and then kind of like exhale on to the next one you feel the same way um yeah it feels good to vent and get you know get it out (laughs) out of there and out of the system but anyway we have to do our (laughs) players of the game uh who, who do you have for the mahoney mauler i will go for Mikey Hen. I so Vince allowed me to make a a last minute communion prediction. Yeah, <laughs> like, we were like two or three minutes into the game, so I was like, okay, it's early enough. It's I'll allow it. Enough. What's your communion prediction since you didn't get the last one? <laughs> my my retroactive communion prediction is that I said Mikey Hen would have a good good game defensively, shut down number eleven. That's Clifford, right? Yep. Um, okay. And that and then I said that he would score two three-pointers and what do you know he scored two three-pointers so i felt pretty satisfied and proud of myself for calling that one so i do feel like it's only fair that i return the gesture by giving him <laughs> the mahoney mauler yeah and uh oh and he drew a offensive foul oh yeah he drew an offensive foul and that, and that was uh and that was big time in the game and you know really tough player plays yeah. tough he plays physical so Definitely enjoy watching him play, like his game. Um, yeah, I think that's a great candidate for the award. I think I'm going to go with uh, with Kevin Jai for this one. I All think right. I'm going to give him the Fidali fighter. I, I really liked, um, you know, he was catching the ball really well. He was finishing around the rim, uh, knocked down two of four free throws. Uh, you know, the one kind of went in and out, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah. I hate when that happens on whenever I would shoot. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought he really he played really well defensively. Yeah, did a really good job com- containing Clifford Amurui. Uh, so yeah, he did really well, and I, I I like I like I like where he's going. And you saw him contributing offensively, and yes, for that reason, I think that's why he should be on the floor a little bit more, uh, or him or Mikey Hen. 
for that yeah. matter, because they're contributing offensively and they have the size to hang with guys like Clifford and Maury. And at the end, of, at the end of the game, it's you need guys to get a key rebound. And we did not get the most important rebound in the game. And, you know, I think that, you know, having a bigger guy in there could have made, made the difference. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think Kevin's a good choice for that. Yeah. And for yeah. the bird brawler, I feel like we're probably going to agree I, on this. I think it has to be Cam, Cam Winter. Yeah. That's Cameron Winter, saying. six to nine from the field. Um, really great in that first half. Uh, really led the way, took the initiative. And then in the second half, got, got Penn State rolling after they were a, a little bit lackadaisical at the, at the end of the first half, allowing the lead to go from 16 down to 10 at the half. And yeah, so thought he had a good game. Happy. I'm happy with how he's played the past week or two. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it takes everybody, not, not a couple of guys that were given the awards to. So, um, yeah, really tough, uh, tough loss, but let's move forward Wednesday <laughs> night, 9 PM. It's, it's going to be a late game. On the so Big late. Ten Network, you got Northwestern in that central time zone. So game's a little bit later. Um, yeah, Northwestern is the second best team in the Big Ten. This will be the the first 21 te- 20 win team that Penn State has faced this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they played Purdue at the time, they didn't have 20 wins. So now they're at 24. But uh, Northwestern squad, really good. Uh, they're led by two star guards. So we got Jalen Pickett and this team has like two Jalen Pickett's. Uh, they got Boo Booey and Chase Aldige. Both, both these guys are great wow. guards, good ball handlers can score in a variety of ways. Uh, decent three point shooters. Um, overall as a team, uh, you know, pretty average team shooting 32%. Uh, but you know, I'm sure they'll do well at home. Uh, in their gym, I, I'm sure they'll be really looking to get at Penn State and be kind of PO that they lost to Maryland after you know playing really well this season. So those are two the two guys that you're definitely going to want to watch out for. Another guy I think that could give them fits is uh, seven seven footer Matthew Nicholson. Uh, he only averages uh, six points per game. However, his field goal percentage is 57. percent He did have a lot of points against Maryland who, like us, they're not the the biggest team. Uh, they don't have a lot of size compared to a lot of these other Big Ten centers that are out there. So he's another guy um, I think we need to watch out for. However, I do think with how Keppa's been playing and how Mikey's been playing, he's a little uh, shorter, but you know he's, he's strong and he's physical. I, I think he'll hang in there all right. So I think they can you know, do a good job with him in the post. Um, but yeah, shutting down Boo Boo and Chase Aldis, that is going to be um, a really difficult task. Um, you're going to see uh, Pickett and Seth Lundy, their two best defensive players, having their hands full with these guys. Yeah, and I believe this is the first time Penn State and Northwestern have played this season, correct? Yes, uh, Penn State beat them twice last year, oh, so I do they? think that um, you know Northwestern is out for revenge. and. <laughs> Northwestern is one of those teams that no one expected to be good at the beginning of, of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we all knew that Chase Adige and Boo Booey were good players, but outside of that, it was like, okay, this is Northwestern. <laughs> this is a school that's, guys. you know, really only focused on academics and not sports. However, um, their squad is having a really special season. You'll, you'll be seeing them in the NCAA tournament 
no matter how their final, um, you know, two weeks go of the season. So really a uh, big time squad. Penn state is going to have their hands full. You're going to need good defense. Um, you're going to need, you know, your stars to play like stars. You, you can't have Jalen Pickett having zero points in, in the second half, unless, uh, you know, you have lights out three point shooting or you're finding Keba in the paint for easy layups and dunks. Um, yes, you, know, so you need him to play like a star. You need Andrew Funk to hit some shots. A uh, little concerned. I don't know if he's dealing with a shoulder injury. You kind of mm-hmm. saw like the cupping marks yeah. from that, um, you know, that type of therapy that some, some players enjoy getting. And, you know, you saw like Michael Phelps was like the first guy to do that because <laughs> in swimming, you know, the shoulders get fatigued. So yeah. and he must, Funk must be t- getting a little tired late in the season with all the threes he's been shooting and making. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully he's healthy and, and able to knock down some shots. Also need Miles Dre to get going. Um, yeah. 46% shooter in November, December, and then past couple months, you know, in the 20% range. So, you know, he's definitely got to step up. And when the opportunities come, he's got to knock them down. We need him to uh, step up big time, you know, especially since he's a, a senior leader. Um, so need him to knock some shots down. And, you know, you need Seth Lundy to keep on shooting. Uh, this is an anomaly tonight. Like if you were a guy who sports bet like $1 on Seth Lundy to go over 11 for three, <laughs> like you would have made like at least $10,000. Like that, that, that yeah. would have been like unheard of uh, for him and his you know statistics and where he's knocking yeah. down threes. So um, yeah, an anomaly. Um, so I, you need Seth Lundy to keep on shooting. But if shots aren't falling early, what I really would like to see him do is get to the paint a little yeah. more, do a pump fake, get the defender in the air, take one or two dribbles in and, you know, take a mid range jumper or, you know, take it to the rim for a layup or, you know, drive in and then kick out to a teammate. I, I like to see him do that a little bit more. I, I think with, you know, him being so hot recently, he's, kind of getting away from that and yeah i i think sometimes when you see andrew funk getting in a little bit of a slump what he does is he does that pump fake he'll take one or two dribbles to the paint and then pull up for a mid-range jumper he'll knock it down and that gets his confidence going and that's something i would have liked to see him do a lot earlier in the game and it wasn't only him but you did see penn state at times settle for threes that were like not on the three-point line but like way yeah three four feet behind like you know (laughs) getting even you know a little bit past nba range at times and you know the when you watch basketball the percentage is significantly higher when they are a couple inches behind the the three-point line than a couple feet so you know getting to that line and getting the good shots matters and uh you know i think that that means that penn state needs to have better ball movement yeah comes down to that they need to you know, have better ball movement, create space, get open, you know, use the drive to collapse the paint. And that's how you create shots for your guys. And, uh, you know, if they can do that, they're going to have a chance against Northwestern. But if they don't, um, you know, they're going to be in trouble because um, shutting down Bubui and Chase Ladiz, um, not many Big Ten teams have done it this year. And uh, with how Penn State has done 
defensively, they've been playing a little better the past couple of weeks, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, they re- they need to be dialed in for 40 minutes against these guys. Well, speaking of 40 minutes, we're almost there for the pod. So yeah, we are. So <laughs> I think it is about time to wrap things up. But uh, communion prediction wise, what do you think is going to happen in this matchup against the Northwestern Wildcats? Keba for 12. 12 points for Keba. 12 Jai. points for Keba. I like yeah. it. What um, do you think? I think I'll go with my communion prediction is that you'll see Mikey Han and Keba Jai both score in double figures. All right. I, I think like uh, I think there's a good chance of that, uh, You know, especially Mikey. Mm-hmm. I think Mikey has a really good chance to get in double figures, and he'll be able to stretch the paint. Um, but again, those things are only going to happen if they get the minutes. Like, yeah. I could see them. Uh, you know, I almost want to change my mind here and say like no, okay andrew funk's gonna so i'll say either that or andrew funk's gonna start i think i, I think funk's gonna have a hot game i think okay. he'll he'll knock down like four threes well you can least. give that as andrew bird's prediction for andrew funk yeah andrew andrew to andrew prediction yeah <laughs> so uh final score what do you got for penn state northwestern I'm going to say Penn State 80, Northwestern 79. One point win. One way. All you need is one point. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling <laughs> so optimistic. I, I think Aww. I think they'll compete. I think they're going to have a hard time scoring against this Northwestern squad. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to say Wildcats 72. And uh, Nittany Lions, I'll say 64. So I'm going to go with an eight point loss. Uh, You know, Northwestern isn't a team that scores a ton of points. They average 68 a game. So they can be slowed down a little bit. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we got to play defense for 40 minutes for that to happen. And then we also got to keep up and and score offensively. And we can't just be standing there staring at Jalen Pickett and, you know, do something asking him to be Superman. They, they got to yeah. move ball more. You know, this is, uh, you know, high level division one power five basketball. Like they got to get everyone moving and everyone locked in. And we can't just be standing waiter waiting around for a catch and shoot three. Sometimes you got to do a little bit more to, to make that stuff happen. Yeah. All right. Well, we've, we've aired our grievances. Yeah. We've aired our grievances. <laughs> aired our grievances. Um, it's time you know, for bed. You know, uh, you know, when uh, I like Jalen Hurts' quote, he after a bad game, he's like, "You take a shit, you flush the toilet." So just get it all out of there, and you know, it's it's in the past, it's yeah, done, it's, it's over. Cathartic. We're on a Northwestern, and uh, you know, Penn players have to do that too. They gotta, you know, have a short term memory, and you know, get back to playing uh, you know, Penn State basketball and what Penn State basketball is. So, all right. can I read it? Yeah. Maybe this will be the karma change that Penn State needs. (laughs) If you would like to support the pod, please tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review so that other Nittany Lion fans like you can find us. Interested in new episodes? You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening, and we want to remind you that... We are the Nittany Blues Pod.
Thanks for listening. And see you next time.